This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, as the church returns to ordinary time, an invitation to consider the ordinariness of things. With the Feast of the Presentation, Candlemas as it's often called, vergers and sacristans around the world set about removing white altar frontals and vestments from the church and get out green ones. In the Western tradition, different feasts and seasons are, if you like, colour-coded. Obvious when you know that and what the code is, but rather confusing if no one's ever explained it to you. I remember once having an absolutely sincere conversation with a woman who assumed that the clergy just chose to wear whatever colour they felt like on a Sunday. What a charming idea. Advent is, in our tradition, blue, Christmas and Epiphany white, Lent back into blue, elsewhere purple, and then into red for Passiontide, gold or white for Easter, red for Pentecost, and so on. And within these seasons, and scattered throughout the year, individual saints' days also have proper colours, red for martyrs, white for saints, white or blue for Our Lady, and so on. Green is, if you like, the Church's default colour. It is the colour for what the Church rather prosaically calls ordinary time, which is simply that time when nothing else is being kept or observed. And this week, we move back into ordinary time. I once read an article that tried to argue that ordinary in this sense comes from the word ordinal, which meant counted. But that's nonsense, I think. Actually, and in fact, what the Church designates as ordinary time is just that. Time which is workaday, unencumbered by special theme or observance. Plain. Ordinary. After all the excitements of extraordinary time, as we don't call it, festivals and remembrances, it can be quite a relief, of course, to get back to the ordinary. But that the ordinary naturally brings with it relief and a wave of positive emotions is worth exploring, because, of course, ordinary is a term that carries with it negative overtones. Do we, quietly, think that something is worthwhile only when it is extraordinary, or different, or special? If so, does ordinary, plain or mundane, seem boring? Or are we able to notice that For all our desire for things to be special, different and extraordinary, much of our experience of life is that it is not. The day-to-day, the common round, the daily task is often, indeed usually, devoid of special meaning or revelation. Epiphanies don't normally happen, and rather than experiencing the thrills and spills of life, often life is rather dull. And at the moment, Many of us are dealing with the challenge of the ordinariness of every single day because in lockdown, not a lot that is extraordinary is able to happen. One of the classic questions of Christian spirituality is how we turn this ordinariness into a place in which we know the presence of God, in which we're able to offer the mundane and the everyday back to God in thanksgiving. 
This week, I plan that we'll go all over the place in this exploration of ordinariness. We will encounter Nicholas Lash, the theologian. We'll encounter George Herbert and Evelyn Underhill. And we'll think about the English novel. Today, though, I want us to think quite simply about our own attitude to the ordinariness of life. Do we rejoice in its predictable repetitiveness? Or does it overwhelm us because we live for the exceptional and the extraordinary? And if so, can we shift our view? The music for these podcasts usually fades in and out without much comment, but today it forms the second half of the whole thing. This week, the music is a short mid-tempo narrative song by American country and western singer Chad Brock. It was a big hit in the United States and Canada in the 1990s. It tells a simple winsome story of Shelley, who is sitting in the kitchen one morning when her husband comes in and, breaking down, says he cannot go on. He is overwhelmed by the ordinariness of their suburban life. In the second verse, Shelley, her husband now long gone, is with her young son who has painted her a picture. She's in the same ordinary life, but she is overwhelmed by its blessings. And at the end, the phone rings, and from the airport it's her husband. From outside their ordinary life, she has realised just how much he has lost. <laughs> it's not great art. But it's a song that poses a question. How do we see this ordinary life? Shelley's at the kitchen table Cup of coffee, the morning paper When he walks in, she's so surprised To see the tears in his eyes He says, I love you, I'm so sorry But bigger dreams are waiting for me I can't do this anymore Pay the bills, watch TV Day in, day out, the same routine Mow the grass, fence the lead Just to fix it again We go to church, go to work So picture perfect that it hurts I feel like I'm trapped inside This ordinary life Kitchen table, crayons, construction paper. Hey, mom, look what I drew. It's a picture of me and you. And later, when he says his prayers, she runs her fingers through his hair. So thankful for every day. They pay. Go to church, go 
Precious are the days as they go by in their ordinary life. Phone rings, he's calling from the airport. It's midnight, he's all alone again. He says, I can't believe how much I've missed what I wouldn't give to pay the bills watch TV day in day out the same routine mow the grass fix the leak just to fix it again go to church my son, I miss my wife and my ordinary life. And perhaps you'll join me tomorrow for the second podcast in this short series. And this is only one of many podcasts available on SoundCloud and Spotify.